This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those Typhons? <laughs> out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Michaud right now. Right now. This is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call of the Brick City Blockade. AP5 Sweet. has an idea. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade podcast here. It's your boy, Robin Vote here, chilling in New Hampshire, quarantining like that picture I put up today, you know, the kind of the Ahsoka that's not dealing well with the situation, but also trying to find her way out of the Jedi Order. That's how I feel right now during this time. But I'm also on this podcast with a very good friend, not only of the show, but in my life itself, Mr. James Rosalie, of course, of Rebel Scum Podcast. What's up, James? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know it, man. You know, we have so much going on right now in terms of Star Wars fandom. We have so much going on. May the 4th is coming up right around the corner. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing so much of the podcast. Now, uh, let me ask you this. What is Rebel Scum's plans for May the 4th? It's like, I'm basically singing to you, what are you doing New Year's (laughs) Eve? But with with May the 4th. But with May the 4th, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Probably nothing. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Gotcha. Um, we don't like Star Wars, so I've noticed that direction. We yeah, noticed. yeah. We we've been shifting from Star Wars to Jurassic World to Fallen World, whatever it's called. That's no, we so we, our, our plan. Our plan right now is uh, is only to talk about Jurassic World, Fallen World too. Love it. Uh, it's uh, we're going to do a live stream at 12 p.m. Eastern, a live stream at 7 p.m. Eastern, and probably something in between there as well. Nice. Um, a main show. Usually we do like an, a, a, a special podcast, but it's a Monday, and we always do a live stream Monday night anyway. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of worked out. So we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. Plus, we're gonna watch a lot of Star Wars because Disney Plus is dropping as much as they can, oh, I guess. I know. Um, I do. I own the Rise of Skywalker, but I'll probably still watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then, yeah, and I'll watch that Mandalorian show. I'm really excited for that. Oh. And Clone Wars finale, where we find out exactly who Darth Sidious is. I'm dying to know who the <laughs> Sith Lord is. Everybody's I'm talking trying, about I know. Everyone's like, who's Darth Sidious? I'm like, I want to know. They're, they're doing a great job. Uh, look great in a cloak. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. I am. I, I will say, I am very excited for. I am very excited. I I don't know if you know this, but my favorite Star. Well, some of my favorite Star Wars is the original Clone Wars, the two D Tartovsky Clone Wars. That's some of my absolute all time favorite. I watch that all the time. Absolutely love it. Um, but the way they they bleed into Revenge of the Sith is to mm-hmm. me perfection. And the one thing with this Clone Wars, I was like, because I know that's not quote unquote canon. Right. Which is whatever. It's fine. I still watch it and love it. But I was like, I hope they don't take away from what I love about that. Mm, mm. And they, they they have not, which is great. Because you could still watch them both. And they still work, I believe, uh, exact. They work well together. Yeah. Um, and uh, But anyway, that's that's besides the point. I just, yeah, Darth Sidious. Who is he? We're going to find out. <laughs> I'm excited. 
We're going to find out on May the 4th who Darth Sidious is. I mean, it's not like they didn't just come up with a whole film that J.J. Abrams finally finished out that didn't feature. James, that's fine. You know what? I'm just going to let it be. Was Darth Sidious in in The Force Awakens? You you know what? Darth Sidious, man, he is just... I I, I don't even have words. I'm just going to leave it where it is. I'm going to let you have fun on Monday. You know? Are they making a sequel to The Force Awakens? Is that what you're telling me? I thought that's where it ended. Very valid point. Very valid point. By the way, I don't want to. I don't want to take over your podcast, but the <laughs> Mets. The Mets have not won a game this season, and the Blue Jays are undefeated. So, as <laughs> I just want to tell you, the Mets kind of terrible. The Jays perfection. So no. anyway, moving on. No, but we're, we're, you know what? When it comes to the Blue Jays, you guys are always in the green. When it comes to the Mets, I mean, the minute I hear A-Rod a- a- and J-Lo are interested in purchasing and are, are going to go to J.P. Morgan to look for own, I get really scared. I get extremely scared. Their TikToks are, are fantastic, but their TikToks are not going to make it onto the diamond. I do not need Polar showing up in their TikToks. I'm sorry. He needs to focus on... What he's doing with 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 our terrible record of zero and zero right now, and, and just refocus on the next season. Really needs to do that. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, we may have to recruit uh, some of these other people to come onto the team. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, if Mace Windu's unsure about, in particular, the the future of the Jedi here, I mean, Mace is always welcome to join the New York Mets squad. Just saying. Imagine that yeah, Jedi yeah. on baseball teams. His purple baseball bat, that'd be awesome. Dude, I can guarantee you Rawlings makes those. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm surprised they haven't had a uh, a baseball bat lightsaber tie-in. For, for that Star is a gimmick Wars. that needs to be made. For Star Wars night, for Major League Baseball. Yeah, like a little mini bat. Oh, I love collecting those <laughs> mini bats. love collecting them. James, what are you doing with your mini bats? Why are you collecting so many? I only have three from cuba it just says cuba on it but i have one from san francisco uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh i think i gave my blue jays one away because it was that it was the ugly blue jays logo from like the early to mid 2000s oh, when they're like we just want to yeah. be tampa it's like that ugly one so i think i gave that away because i was like i don't want this i want good blue jays where you're like that's the toronto blue jays so james um, shows up basically to the toronto blue jays gift shop when they have mini bats mm-hmm. and yeah. he walks up to the counter and he he sees them, you know, usually they have them like a little container or off to the side or in a glass case. Yeah. And basically you go General Grievous. You open up the side and you're like, this will make a fine addition to my collection. Yeah. I actually, you know, I have a Yankees one. That's how exactly how I am. I walk up and I'm like, yes. Oh, great. <laughs> Boston listeners. Thanks for that one. <laughs> I haven't, you know what? I've never been to Fenway, so I can't. Ooh. I've been to, I've been to Yankee Stadium. I went there when they built new Yankee Stadium, when they were like, I think because they tore the old one down, yeah, right? But yeah. they were side by side. I was like, what are you doing? Like, no, they're like, the real estate's a lot better. Yes, that was at literally the same time when old Yankee Stadium was right next to new, the brand new Yankee Stadium being built. was right around the yeah. same time that Shea was still partially up and City Field yes. was constructed. I, it was weird. So I've man. never been in Shea, but I've walked by Shea. Oh, and I have a Queens Shea. t-shirt in the logo of of the Mets. So so you do have Mets memorabilia on hand. Yeah, it's from like a gift shop in 
<laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I was like, how much is that? A dollar fifty. There you go. I'm Canal Street. You went down to Canal Street and you said, Let me get some cheap Mets stuff compared to the stuff that I buy from the official shop and the yeah. you know yeah. the rip off jerseys, the It also it just says stuff. Queens on it though. It doesn't say Mets. It's just Queens. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing stuff. So they don't know so they don't know if it's King King of Queens merchandise or Mets merchandise in that case. They're pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure most people know what it is. You <laughs> I walked into a few a few places for a nice deli sandwich and they're like, uh sir, you you are a tourist. We can spot you a mile away in that Queens New York t shirt. I'm like, I also have a Manhattan one. Get out. Get out. Get out, That's man. How it works. Actually, sense. I don't have Manhattan. I have Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. <laughs> but I was like, I don't need a Manhattan. That's that's wow. too much. Wow, yeah. so so much like in perfect transition into the main conversation I want to have here is much like you were a tourist in New York. Ahsoka Tano considers herself now a citizen of the galaxy and helped elbow mm -hmm. on in the recent uh, couple episodes here of the Clone Wars. However, we headed into the final stretch here with the latest episode that was released just today. That's right, this podcast is going up tonight. So yes, this is in real time, folks. Went up this morning, had the chance to watch it. Now, I have to admit, of all the episodes this season, I, I expected once we started getting towards the end, I would need the tissues. That little Rise of Skywalker tissue package that I bought before pre-quarantine you know pre -quarantine at the dollar store that I never used in the theater was with me this morning um, as I was watching that episode. And boy, was it used. And I, I have to say, this is some of the best Star Wars um, that you can get. It's some of the best Clone Wars, hands down. But James, I want your perspective on this thing, man, because this is this is real territory, real territory that we're working in. Yeah. First of all, I did not cry. I am a Toronto sports fan, uh, so I know real pain. Uh, oh, uh, oh, you're so <laughs> funny, James. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I did not cry. I, but I was. I got to tell you. So. Yeah. Um, I was late to the I wasn't late to the party. I was waiting. That's I was actually strategically waiting because the reality is Twitter ruins uh, Star Wars oh, anyway. Sorry. Like the Mandalorian episodes drop within a minute of it dropping. They, the whole thing's spoiled. Clone Wars oh. was spoiled. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to wait and watch and watch the last four episodes all at once as a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I did a live stream this week and everybody's like, you need to watch them now. So I did, and I watched today's today. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is, and I said this on a live stream, this is the Star Wars that I, I and this is selfish, but this is what I want. Yeah, so no. Lost Stars is a great, Lost Stars is a great novel. Oh, Have you read it? Started yeah. on Lost Stars. Oh, great novel. Book. Yeah. Lost Stars is fantastic, but one of the things that's great about it is it takes place during a story we already know. So you get to see, you know, a new hope through the perspective of these new characters that we're just meeting. Right, right. And that's what they did with this episode of Clone Wars. Right. And I'm like, this is what I want. I love my Star Wars. And I look, I'm going to love High Republic and whatever, whatever. But mm. don't be afraid to be like, while that's happening, this is also happening. And you always have the undertow of... of what you know going on throughout it. And so I was waiting. And one of the things I was really curious to see was how they were going to handle order 66 mm. because Ahsoka is not a Jedi. So I wasn't right. sure if how they were going to play that card. Um, and I was happy how they did, but I wasn't sure if they were going to be like, we're going to take her up because she's a Jedi or we're not. 
Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most fascinating things too, and I've been talking with Sean about it, and I've been listening to what you've been talking about uh, across the day over at Rebel Scum Podcast Network. Um, when it comes to the Clone Wars series in particular, is not only the handling of Order 66, but of course that lead up to it with Ahsoka Tano back in the picture. You know, she can't technically act as a Jedi, and if they were to do so, it would be like, oh my goodness, she suddenly made this transition, even though she said something different to start off this season. So it, it would have been very fascinating to see how they played it out, but Filoni played this, and I'm wearing it, you can't see it, but I'm wearing my In Filoni We Trust shirt right now because... In this case, James, one of the most fascinating things, and I love the way they did it, was that moment after Mace Windu says that I sense a plot to to destroy the Jedi. Ahsoka comes in, they all leave, and Yoda has that moment with Ahsoka where it's like, yeah, listen, listen, girl, I get it that you're a citizen. You're telling me that. But deep down inside, you're concerned about Anakin. The Force is still strong with you. You know, whatever choices you make here are going to have an effect on what happens going forward, you know, much like Anakin is doing here. And that's that that reality really settled in in that moment. And I'm glad that she took the the perspective of the citizen and not to come out and say she's the Jedi, because that's that's true to Ahsoka Tano, James, in so many different ways. Yeah, but that sequence when maze was a hologram and they played out that scene that we all know oh. again that and that is something that happens in the shadows of the empire novelization when you see the empire strikes back emperor scene yes and then it turns and prince shizor is there and i'm like this is what i love about star wars give me more of this and it's taking time but we're getting there it's oh man just flesh it out let me see it i, I love every second of it i love the way they're handling ahsoka in this because look the, the one thing with this season of clone wars is we know where maul ends up and we know where ahsoka ends up yeah. so there's no surprises coming there but the way they're handling it is is just oh it's so much fun well especially with maul too i think you and i can both agree on the on the point that you know the way that they transitioned maul from being captured by the republic which in the past episode with him screaming and everything i was like oh boy here come here come the flashbacks <laughs> to the kenobi scream again i have to prepare myself and uh you know, <laughs> being able to transition back into you know how maul is able to not only uh, escape you know with the help of ahsoka tano but we're heading into of course this last episode really not knowing where maul is at all at all you know, what, what, where yep. is he going to, and we know he goes off because we see what happens in Solo in particular, but there's like the, the splitting off and the relationship between Ahsoka and Maul that we see. And again, this is such interesting territory. And I talked to Sean about this this morning and we're going to talk about it, of course, as May the 4th comes around the corner, but who is the one person that is still the connecting point for both of those characters that is still alive at this time is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that is going to be, I think, the major pulling point between these two characters and how they're going to be handled going forward, whether we see Ahsoka show up somewhere, whether we see another spin-off story or something with Maul. It's going to all come down, and it's so funny that we're getting a Kenobi spin-off series because it, the connective tissue that Filoni is such a master at is what we're, see, what we're seeing be played out here at the end of the Clone Wars series. And it's amazing. You just take a step back and you're like, about five years ago, 
would I have ever thought that we would have a major announcement like a Kenobi series, and then the entire canon would play out in a certain way. They'd bring back Clone Wars, they'd end the Skywalker saga, yet the connecting point would be somebody that we've grown to really, really love and enjoy as a character. That would be the connecting point. I, you, you could have paid me $100,000 or a Major League Baseball contract, and I still wouldn't have believed it. Kenobi! Oh, that moment. That do you moment. Think, do you think Maul will play a part in the in the live action Kenobi? It's I and it's that's a really great question. And the more I think about it, the more I could totally see not necessarily Maul playing a point up a, a major part in it, but I could totally see there being and maybe we're gonna see it here at the end of Clone Wars, who knows? But an interaction between Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Maul's name does come up yeah. because of everything that we see here. Whether that's in the Kenobi series, whether that's at the end of the season, if they do it in the Kenobi series, that's the ultimate connective tissue that you're like, whoa, hold on a second. She just qu- quoted something that we just saw in Clone Wars about two years ago. Like, that that would be insane if they were able to do it that way. Are we going to get Anakin? Is Anakin done on Clone Wars? Is he done? Oh, I think we're going to see Vader. I think we're going to see Vader. I, and I and I said this. But like, like uh, oh, Anakin Vader, not full costume. Or... <laughs> no, I, I think the moment that we're going to get is Palpatine and him overlooking the, the building of the Death Star. That moment that mm. we got from Revenge of the Sith. If Filoni's going to bring back any part, I think an extended scene with that. Because, I mean, and this is what's cool about it. Bring back our friend Steven Stan to do the voice of Tarkin again in that moment. Like that yeah. would be really, really cool to do, but I don't know. It's pure speculation. We only have to wait like two or three days, really. But pretty. Cool. Yeah, jeez, quick, quick week turnaround on this one. Oh, <laughs> three days. Come on, Monday. It's the only Monday everyone's ever looked forward to is this May the fourth. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting to see. But James, in your perspective, with everything that we've seen happen with the development of Ahsoka here. I mean, really heading towards that pathway of, and I don't like using the term, but it makes sense in this case, the great Jedi focus of I'm, I'm the mm. ba- balanced, I'm in the middle, I'm neither Sith nor, nor Jedi, I am myself in this moment. And Maul really taking on, well, I'm not a Sith Lord anymore, I'm a syndicate leader who, I love the line, I'm trying to get my part of the galaxy before Sidious does. That line is absolutely fantastic. With Ahsoka, do we see her come up in different forms, whether that's um, in the animated series, whether that's live action? Which one do you think would be most appealing to you as we move out of Clone Wars and Filoni telling the story and maybe picking up another one? Yeah, I'd lo- I think, you know, I'm on the bandwagon of seeing Ahsoka in live action. I really I like live action. But she seems she's such an animated character yeah. that that's her world that she belongs in. She's a fascinating character, not to take away from that. But I just, so there's something weird with with Ahsoka where she kind of is doing what she's doing now, and then we know in Rebels she's Fulcrum, right? And and then we know she plays a part, and then Ezra saves her in the world between worlds, and then she kind of goes away, and then when she comes back, she's like Ahsoka the Gray or White or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she's fascinating, and you're saying the gray. It's almost like she's like, I, I want to know if she is becoming a Bendu type character. Yeah, that's a yeah, because we we yeah, are right. moving. Yeah, and that's another thing too is that we do see 
I mean, the Bendu played such a major part in Star Wars Rebels, I feel, with the eventual path of Kanan Jarrus, his movement towards um, really becoming the Jedi he was always yeah. meant to be, the master he was always meant to be. Now, the Bendu takes many forms in the Star Wars universe, which is very fascinating. Uh-huh. And it's like with the I Bendu... I am the Bendu. <laughs> I am the Bendu. It's a fascinating balance because as we move away and we move closer and closer to the events, more like the Mandalorian and stuff, it's like Ahsoka Tano is out there. Ezra's out there. All these characters that we've come to love and grow with in this newer Star Wars universe, they're still there. And I think your point about Ahsoka is very true. And that is her in the animated form and Ashley Eckstein voicing her has become a staple of the fandom itself. So to bring her to live action in that case, you'd have to really walk a very, very thin rope and hope that it doesn't snap on you and hope that Dave Filoni is the one holding it up with all of his gray wolves below to catch (laughs) it just in case, because you could be moving into territory where you say, Ooh, hold on a second, put the brakes on. Ahsoka really took her shape through Dave Filoni, through the animated stuff. Do we really want to see her in this other form? And I think that's where somebody like Filoni comes in with his mastery. And if you watched recently, James, I don't know if you did, that sit-down that he did for the Star Wars show with George Lucas. And you really take a look at how George brought Filoni up, basically, you know, from his roots in Star Wars and said, you're the guy, you're the chosen one. In my book, man, and you're going to carry a lot of the stories that I thought that were very valuable to this universe forward. Ahsoka was gifted basically to him by George Lucas in his character building. Um, So I want to see Filoni. If anybody is going to handle the character of Ahsoka, it's got to be Filoni going forward. It, It really does have to be. And he's got enough people in support around him to keep that up. And I think it's been said in the past that uh, any decisions on Ahsoka, he gets final say. I believe. Yeah, I think she's. I think the whole Mandalorian season two stuff is the rumors are true. Mm-hmm. I think she's mm-hmm. going to appear in it. I think she will be there. Uh, to what aspect? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's Rosario Dawson, I don't know. Uh, I am okay with it being Rosario Dawson. It doesn't have to be Ashley Eckstein at all. Right, uh, because I don't like I like it's like I know she's associated with the character so much, and she's she's been that character for twelve years now, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, it's an animated character, uh, an animated form, and Matt Lanter is not Hayden Christensen, no, and James Arnold Taylor is not is not Ewan McGregor, and so sometimes things need to change, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's just. That's, I mean, it's just, it's fair. I think it's fair. And yeah, it, it she's, fair. and it's not, nothing against her, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And Rosario Dawson has a certain cachet that she brings to it as well. And also, look, she's passionate about the role. She wants to play that character. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay with all that. And look, if it ends up being Ashley, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, for, I don't care. Is. Like, what I'm saying is, I don't care. You know, it could just, they could just animate it for all I care. Mm. Um, Mm. But I think I think it's all true, and I think Filoni is the one that's going to shepherd her into that, and and probably that's the episode that he's directing as well. Yeah, that would make the most. But sense. I have to say, I do. I think they're going to use that to parlay Ahsoka into her own live action show. 
Mmm. Mmm. That's the kind of pie you like to put in the oven and say it's going to be ready in 15 minutes and I got vanilla ice cream to put with it. 100%. That's that kind of uh, mm, that kind of story. Pie. <laughs> Jedi pie. Oh, Jedi pie. Jed pie. <laughs> Jed pie. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So, yeah, no, that's uh, pretty much with Clone Wars. We're going to wait now until Monday and wait and see what happens and probably in all honesty, just ha- have an absolute freak out and be like, be very oh disappointed. God. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Freak out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice little play on words there, James. I appreciate that. <laughs> speaking to all levels of the fandom. I pre, you know, that's one thing, James, you always do that. You always speak to all levels. Yeah. Well, I absolutely hated it when Ahsoka beat Maul because <sighs> she's a Mary Sue. What? I'm joking. I'm just joking. I didn't want to bring that in. Uh, uh, I no. I have, can I just say that that uh, lightsaber fight, that laser sword battle, laser if you will, yeah. was you know they teased it at celebration last year, and I've been waiting. I'm like, okay, this, when am I going to see Ray Park? When is mm-hmm. this going to happen? Worth it. Oh, so worth, worth it. it. Loved it. Loved every second of it. You definitely felt that that was Maul in that battle. It wasn't just, no offense to the animators, they do a great job, but Ray Park embodies that character, and it was just nice to, you could feel it in that performance. You could. You could. There was something really natural about the mm-hmm. way that the characters move. They got to do that going forward. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, the one episode it. left. Make sure, <laughs> just, <laughs> make sure you do it. <laughs> just get everybody involved. Just bring them all back. They didn't die during Order sixty six. Hey, you know what? Can I just I I don't know what yeah. this, but so the, my one thing whenever I watch the Clone Wars is uh, Matt Lanter as as uh, as Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's uh, nothing against his performance; it's fine. But for me, I'm I'm a huge Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker fan. Mm-hmm. Anakin's probably my number one. Well, Maul's getting up there, but Anakin's probably my number one. Mm-hmm. And I actually am the one person that always liked his performance. And the reason being is he always felt vulnerable right. and right. innocent. And when he becomes Vader, like you feel this pain of this this kid who just can't control <laughs> himself. He's you know, he doesn't have a place. He's trying to figure it out. And yeah. you, you can sympathize with him. Whereas Matt Lanter's and this like no offense, like he's a great voice actor, don't get me wrong. But when they played the scene from Revenge of the Sith in today's episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me, I don't think that would have worked with Matt Lanter's voice. And I feel like that's why they used it because they're, yeah, that's my one gripe with his performances. He's almost too sure and strong heavy. Sure. Whereas Hannah Christensen, it's always like, yes, okay, yeah, we got why. Like he's in more pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, always. See, like all the time, I always feel like you can sympathize with this character. Like he's just, he's, he, there's something more to him um, that nobody sees except for this chancellor. And yeah. so I was, I, I thought using the original dialogue from that scene was uh, brilliant. It was more powerful too. It was completely yeah. more powerful because anybody who's seen episode three knows that moment, that entire sequence that happens and the amount of emotion and what have I done? That's just that entire sequence alone is just it pulls at you. It pulls at you because you've been on this journey with this kid ever since he's been on Tatooine, much like Weird Al Yankovic says. And, you know, you see the, the struggles that he goes through and then he makes a decision like that. And it's that one bad decision, man. You got convinced by Palpy to make the wrong moves. And 
it's I agree with you a hundred percent that using that audio just added so much more to that moment. And bravo to Filoni, bravo to Lucasfilm for just digging back into it and saying, Nope, let's go to the archives. Let's roll it back. Let's roll it back. And let's bring that in for that moment. And you know, I mean it would be kind of interesting if we do get here in Clone Wars, my final thought on this is uh, you know, Vader comes up, he's like, Padme is she all right? Is she okay? <laughs> just, just like, yep. That's all I need. I need to know that Padme yeah. is all right. And I have to say, I, Matt Landers voice is, is a great voice actor, and most of the time his Anakin is wonderful, but there, I just, he's, I was just happy that they did that for this moment. You hear that, Matt? You hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't want to like I'm not trying to be like ah, <laughs> ah, ah. I'm putting you on the spot. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, it's just you know what for fun, Matt. You know, you know. <laughs> we're just having fun with you. We're just having fun with you. That's all. Love, I love his performance as as Anakin for the most part, but I just don't think I think that that scene would have been played different. Like I just yeah, Hayden Christensen for all of his flaws, you could say I think. Mm-hmm. His vulnerability was what George Lucas liked about him the most. Yes. Yes. And that's a, and that is a, and that is, you know, you can act it, but I think he just had it. And I think that's the difference. Huge difference. Huge difference in, in all spectrums of the Star Wars universe and the way that George had casted that character. And I agree with you. I do 100% agree with you. Again, that moment stuck out and was absolutely amazing to watch yet again with those, uh, with that audio quality and, bringing us into the story at the end there um, with everything that happened in the beginning of order 66. And now heading into the next episode, we'll see the ending to the clone wars series, but that's coming up down the road, but much like the genius of a Dave Filoni and what he does with the television and what he does, you know, I have to adjust my dial to make sure that I'm on the right Filoni channel all the time. Uh, Much like him and his genius, you know, our good friend James here, James Azalea also has a passion of his own. And I have to admit, I loved your latest film that you had released out there. And, uh, you know, Andrew did a wonderful job in his role. All the actors and actresses you had, absolutely fantastic. Now, my question to you is, this is the million dollar question. What is it that you love about doing these films, man? Because they are really something special. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I'm well aware. Now, wait till you see Matt Lanter's turn. In... Oh! <laughs> you hear that, Matt? You got a job. Yeah, I got him a job. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I just, uh, well, I went to school for it. But I, I love, uh, you know, the reason why I do the podcast is obviously love talking about Star Wars. And I love the entertaining and telling stories. And so that's really what it's all about. And Out There was something that we shot. We shot that four years ago five six years ago we shot that a long time ago uh we it was like old kickstarter that we did and just a lot of time a lot of effort uh, a lot of people getting together to do it uh and i'm I'm happy with how it turned out very proud of it i think it's an entertaining story and like you said andrew andrew fantasia who's on rebel scum podcast uh does a tremendous job as the lead he is an actor so he's not just like we throw him in there but he's an actor um so we yeah it was it was wonderful uh i love doing it i'm working on a short sci-fi now and uh, I've written a few scripts that I'm looking to do in the fall if, you know, 
the world goes back to any sort of normalcy. They're <laughs> saying six feet apart when reading scripts. Yeah, and even acting six feet apart. It's going to be very... <laughs> the kissing scenes are going to be awkward. <laughs> but we, so I, I, have a, I have a YouTube channel called Isolation Destination where yes. on Fridays for the next little while we put up uh, some films. Most of them are shorts. Tonight, Friday, is this one uh, called Life and Burgers, which was accepted mm. into Toronto Independent Film Festival in 2012. We shot it many, many moons ago. But we're putting that up tonight, and that's just about a guy who asked his girlfriend to marry him, and she wants to talk it over during some burgers. So it's called Life and Burgers. The, the, <laughs> title, the, the title is very, very creative. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's called Life and Burgers. That's 7 p.m. To, uh, you know, tonight, I guess, uh, is on Isolation Destination. Next week, we have another feature length starring Andrew, which is more of a, a rom-com. Like, it's like a Hallmark movie, but with swearing. And then a few more shorts after that. Now, I gotta ask, man, like, for all the blockaders out there who are like, whoa, James does this? Whoa, all right, this is kind of cool. This is a little bit new. I think I can get behind this. Matt Lanter hates him? No, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. I, know. I, I like Matt Lanter. I'm not having a guess. Again, again. But seriously, in all seriousness, what is the one aspect of doing films that you absolutely love digging into what what is that one piece that's of, interesting of the whole of the whole practice i i remember watching i think it's this all the movies space balls the mm. document the 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 commentary on space balls is mel brooks and he goes the one thing i love is when he's writing a script he's like page one it's a blank page mm-hmm. and you you create it and it's just something with you know you get an idea in your head and you put it on paper but it was, I, I will say, um, out there we did a live premiere on, not live, it was kind of live, it was a live chat on YouTube with it. Um, and we did a screening, you know, with all the Kickstarter backers and whatnot. But it's just watching it with other people and just, and, and the entertainment that you bring. Because the, the thing is, you know, and, and I try to remember this when I go see movies now. So I try not to hate on movies too much because I'm not a film critic. I don't care. Right. Nobody cares about my opinion either, right? Like, like Star Wars. Like, I don't nobody. I don't think nobody makes a movie to piss somebody off. That's, maybe, maybe like Jordan Peele, but like maybe Jurassic part, World Three. But. Yeah, Jurassic World uh, Part Two, Cruise Control, whatever. Like, <laughs> but but like you make a movie to entertain people so they have a good time, so they have something to talk about, right? And right. that's really what it is. When I got to watch the, these movies with everybody else, and everybody, you see the smile. Like when we were in the film festival in 2012, there's a couple of really bad jokes that I loved. And then they got laughs. You're like, that's good. That's like that's, what, that's why I did this, so that you will laugh at a stupid little joke that I wrote, or you will smile, or you know, we'll just afterwards, you're like, oh, I want to watch it again. Um, yeah. It's like Die Hard. The first Die Hard movie, they did a pre- – they did a uh, – the screening for it, and mm-hmm. apparently somebody stood up and said, "Play it again, <laughs> like Freebird. Play it again." Yeah. <laughs> but like every time I make a move, I'm like, "That's really, you know, they're not obviously like that." But that's what you want. You just want people to be entertained by the movie, and and so you want to bring joy to people. Right. You know, you could be negative and critique it all you want, but that's not why I like to do it. I like to do it just to entertain people. And so we felt like right now was a good time to release these on YouTube because yeah. everybody's at home. You know, you're looking for something to watch. We've got some stuff that we guarantee you've never seen before. <laughs> so I love that guarantee, it man. It's like a it's, guarantee. It's like that. It's like that furniture store. You know, two months no payment, guaranteed. That is what James guaranteed. is giving you. He's yeah. giving you that zero percent down payment 
on watching these things. An isolation exactly. destination. You know, yeah. take advantage of that. Take advantage of it while you got it. But anyway, I think we're going to put a big old bow on this. Send it through Amazon Prime. Wipe down the box. Make sure you got the proper thing that you ordered online here at the Brick City Blockade podcast. That's right. It's not a podcast until we do this little thing we like to call plug time here at the podcast. James, you kind of did a little bit of a plug time, but I'm going to give you a yeah. little extra time to... Ooh. Plug Rebel Scum podcast, everything you're doing across social media. Yeah, so I, I am on the Rebel Scum podcast on YouTube and I guess wherever you have your podcasts. And also for every 7,000th subscriber, we're giving away Lysol wipes, toilet paper, and flour. So you can <laughs> every 7,000th subscriber. <laughs> if we hit a million views, we will give you. We will give you uh, Charmaine, the company Charmaine. Is that the toilet paper company? We will give you them, the whole toilet paper company. And uh, I will personally deliver. I can't cross the border. So if unless you're in Ontario, Canada, I can't do much for you. But I will personally give you some Lysol. Uh, but you have to be the one million subscriber for that I don't, it's very doable i don't know why anybody's not taking this too seriously right now because I, I i listen james i want to take it seriously buddy i really do i really do and i am i am deep down inside i'm taking it very seriously and they're all in ontario and they're all in ontario i can tell you that all right now you look at the city blockade stats my goodness they are from hamilton all the way to toronto you can you better be. <laughs> i love that you picked hamilton of all the then, then <laughs> hamilton Beautiful. First, first place. First place that came to mind. Uh, um, did you, how do you know Hamilton? Okay, I don't even want to know. What's Hamilton. To know how I know Big Hamilton Tiger is. Cat fan. That's what you are. Inside joke. That's a Canadian Football League team. All right, hey. wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check out the podcast over there at Brick City SWPC. Folks, we're moving towards an all social media platform, including maybe by the end of this year. In development right now, the Brick City Blockade app, available for iOS, Android, and for your Apple device. So we're looking forward to the development of that so you guys can access podcast episodes, news bits, everything else happening at the podcast over there. So stay tuned for that. Also, T Public to rock the network. We got our brand new design up there. Style was, yeah, we talk about it over here um make sure to go over and grab one of those become part of the new england podcasting of star wars family um also we got a lot of great stuff coming up with starlight children's foundation as we head towards may the 4th there's going to be a way for you to contribute to get star wars gowns and other items into hospitals to help out our healthcare workers and of course help out the kids in need so stay tuned for that as well but hey james awesome having you on the show my friend we will be talking soon for sure yeah thanks for having me on this was a blast you know it man and hey this isn't a podcast episode until we say it stay at home save lives have a good night everybody and we'll catch you soon may the force be with you always